Hello and welcome to this, the second Film Hub Northern Ireland podcast. Uh, I'm joined here, of course, by Sarah Gonsmith. Hello. And today we're joined in the studio by Sean Kelly from Interfilm. Sean, it's a pleasure to meet you. Although I have met you before, I should say that, but uh, it's a pleasure to meet you in this environment. Lovely environment. Um, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Interfilm. Um, as you know, everybody, we are uh, part of the Film Audience Network and one of our sister organisations within the Film Audience Network, which is funded by the British Film Institute, I'll get onto the acronyms later, uh, is Interfilm. Uh, Sean, what audience does Interfilm cater for? Primarily Interfilm will cater for an audience of school children. So we work uh, mostly with schools and community groups that are supporting children between the ages of 5 and 19. So okay. Upwards to the age of 19, that's where organisations like yourselves would come in yeah. and take so, on board the work there for, through adulthood. But we try and catch them when they're young right. and expose them to the film. And primarily, how do you do that? What vehicles? Is it just schools or is it it's a wider It's not just thing? schools, but it's predominantly schools. Okay. So at the moment, we would have... Uh, Around 9,000 schools across mm-hmm. the UK are actively engaged in the programme. Here in Northern Ireland, we have over 90% of schools mm-hmm. are registered and have access really? to right, the programme. Okay. But every school and every teacher uh, across mm-hmm. Northern Ireland has access to Interfilm, all its resources and all of its films that they can use in the classroom right, for okay. children and young people. And uh, what are those resources? Is that, um, that's, I suppose that's DVDs, that's access to films and things, but it's more than that, yeah? Yes, it's more than that. Primarily at its core, we have access to DVDs. So we've got a curated catalogue of over 3,000 titles mm. that uh, teachers can access, and we post those out on DVD because not every school's got the ability to stream with the technical yeah, requirements. Yeah. Uh, streaming will come further down the line, but at the moment, it's primarily DVD. They've got to work out how to block Fortnite first, I think. <laughs> yeah, just stop playing Fortnite for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've got the actual the films there, so and a lot of the film that is there is curated in the lists, so it's okay. tied in the sections, and it's all orderable via our website. But just so you're not ordering blind, you know exactly what you're ordering, mm-hmm. uh, where it comes from, and all of that stuff is tied into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have teaching resources. Then at the moment we've got uh, about 500 separate teaching resources. Right, okay. So there, and it's a way to empower teachers to use film in the classroom yeah, yeah. to bring subjects to life, mm-hmm. to expand young people's learning, because or to give them another perspective and things. Because a lot of people's experience of film in schools, and I hope I'm not being unfair in saying this, is basically they put on like Short Circuit mm-hmm. or a Steve Gutenberg movie of some kind. Yeah, uh, not these days. <laughs> Is Steve Guttenberg not popular anymore? Um, you know, to deal with a wet Wednesday or that yep. sort of thing, or the, towards the end of school, yes. you would maybe get to watch something and things like that. But but actually, I mean, I suppose entertainment is an element of this, yeah. but at the same time, it's also an educational resource. Film is an educational resource in itself. Absolutely, yes. It's trying to capture and engage young people. Because mm-hmm. as you say, in the past, it would have been, and even now in some schools, it's end of term, let's watch a movie. Yeah. And it's just there as a, as a nice entertainment pastime. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, now you don't necessarily need to watch the entire movie, mm-hmm. but if you're studying geography, if you're studying politics, if you're studying uh, science, history, English, all of that content is there, and we can provide the resources to unpack those films. So you may just watch 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. of an historical documentary to set the scene, and mm-hmm. that helps young people unpack the whole story, and you've captured your interest, and then we've got tools and training for teachers that can and develop upon so that. Take it from there. Yeah. One of the things we always find when we're sort of working with our colleagues across uh, across the whole of the UK is that Northern Ireland is often held up as a kind of exemplar of how to develop education within mm-hmm. schools, uh, film education within schools. Um, I mean, for those of us of a certain era who were still doing like, you know, CDT at school, what exactly is the Moving Image Arts course? Because that's part of this kind of educational... Yes, it's part of the, and you're right in terms of Northern Ireland is, is well ahead of the curve and it's mm. been looked at by other European countries as an exemplar for the best practice in this area. And the idea that we have young people coming the whole way through 
primary school. Mm-hmm. So we take them through primary school. Uh, we introduce them to ideas of film um, and break stories and narrative down. But the we've at GCSE and A level we now also have moving in charge of qualification, yeah. and that gives young people a more structured approach to have, uh, deconstructing film, working at how all of these things are mm-hmm. are put together. They explore different genres, they explore different techniques for filmmaking, and they get involved in making their own films. Mm-hmm. And these are often very professional films that the yeah, schools are making yeah. and more and more as particularly as the film industry here is growing mm-hmm. we're seeing a, a more uh, a bigger increase in the numbers of young people that are taking that up mm. so but that's something that has been set up specifically for Northern Ireland it's the only place in the UK that offers that uh, do you find teachers respond to that because one of the things uh, we often hear is about careers teachers mm-hmm. don't see the film industry as a as a, a sort of viable way to to engage, you know, yeah. as a career path and so far. Is that starting to change? That is definitely starting to change. We mm. would have in the past had the what everyone would call the Game of Thrones effect. Yeah, yeah. But there would have been an assumption that the Game of Thrones was maybe a blip or an accident. Mm-hmm. They don't see that Game of Thrones is not an accident. It's part of a, a long-running strategy. Mm-hmm. And it, it has. we've got other productions like the Krypton, the Tour, the, Manila, yeah, and the yeah. number of the amount of investment and locations and actual work. Once we scratch the surface, we speak to teachers and more increasingly parents. Mm-hmm. You let them see that these are creative industries mm-hmm. and they are thriving in Northern Ireland. And your children will have an opportunity to work in very fulfilling careers. Yeah, so, no, it's interesting. It is. I mean, like anyone who was interested in the arts or creative industries when I was coming through school in the 80s, you would have just been laughed at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of acting or in terms of writing or development and all that sort of stuff, it does seem a very different context now, yeah. a very different environment to go to leave school. I yeah. it is. But even if we go back, even in February when we hit back, we had the celebrating Kenneth Branagh days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had him back, we had Kenneth Branagh in visiting schools with yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said that for young people now trying to get a foothold in the creative industries, Northern Ireland's the best place to be. Really? Yeah. He said the investment's here, the talent's here, and young people can explore everything that's available to them, whether it's through Queen's or through uh, moving image arts. Mm. There's lots of talent here. And that idea that you'll have to go to London or you'll have yeah, to move yeah. you know, to America, that doesn't exist anymore. No, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Um, it's brilliant to say that. So as long as all, as well as all this stuff with the education and the careers and stuff, Interfilm also run a festival in yes. November. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about the festival? What happens? Who can go? Where is it? Okay, well, the, fest- the Interfilm Festival is everywhere. We are technically the largest free youth festival in the world. So our target audience this year across the UK will be half a million young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will get access to the cinema for free. So all young people in any school in every town will have the opportunity to attend the cinema with their classmates free. Right. The festival will run from the third until the sorry seventh until the twenty third of November mm-hmm. this year. We'll be in all of the major cinemas and lots of arts and community and sort of film hub venues yeah. uh, throughout those three weeks. Um, the program will be released in early September. Mm-hmm. But that will offer opportunities for young people to go along and see some cultural cinema, see some blockbuster cinema, but also give them the opportunity to meet some professionals right, work okay. within the industry. Talent. So speak to uh, visual effects artists, mm-hmm. speak to producers, directors, people who've been involved in making these things. Because for us, it's trying to make young people realise that films don't appear from mm-hmm. nowhere. Mm-hmm. They don't just appear on screen or on your laptop. Mm-hmm. People craft them and people work with them and they're made sometimes yeah. well yeah, sometimes, there are yeah. exceptions yes. to that rule but yes, there are always yes. exceptions to that rule but even understanding why a film is bad for yeah, some yeah, young yeah. people yeah. is you know, really articulate why they like it so if a young person grows up on a diet of Transformers movies mm-hmm. as long as they can articulate why they think they're the best movies ever mm-hmm. then their opinions are equally valid but what we try and do is give teachers and young people the tools to Look at something and then make a judgment about it and express their opinion. Yeah, no, it's I mean it's a very interesting approach in terms of taking film seriously, mm-hmm. um, not just as an art form but as a as a way to understand the world. Yeah. 
Um, and it's something that, you know, is often talked about in terms of, of the wider world and finding out stories about places you would never go, you know, mm -hmm. the Madagascan boatmen or whatever yeah. it might be. And it's quite an interesting way then of, of marrying that imaginative approach that we would have always had maybe with English or English language yeah. and English literature and things like that and film. Uh, and it seems to be extremely successful. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we've worked together on on various different projects uh, whilst whilst we've been going as mm -hmm. as, as, as organisations funded by the British Film Institute, and um, uh, that sort of wider uh, partnership between that age range that you identified, sort of fifteen to nineteen, and then uh, where we where we meet and things mm -hmm. like that. One of the things that we're going to try to do this year is kind of get the young programmers to engage with that audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it a challenge when people get to the end of school? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to say that people drop off or, or that sort of thing. Um, do you find, are you putting, well, I think the question is when you're doing work with primary school kids, are you putting in a building blocks to keep them going whenever they're finished? Yes, we do put in building blocks and mm -hmm. we try and get that investment. And what we've tried to do, and obviously it's not always that easy depending on whether it's a rural or an urban location. Mm -hmm. we, try and, mm -hmm. we try and connect up schools with the local film societies. Mm -hmm. trying to, we have opportunities for young people then to engage in a film review process. Mm -hmm. For example, so we invite young people to film reviews so they can yeah. review uh, films on our website. And we get hundreds of reviews from mm -hmm. young people every week um, just describing the films that they've seen and letting us know about that. But it's trying to put in as many opportunities for young people to attend like some of the film hub venues yeah. and the community cinemas and just engage with a wider... So they wider, understand the infrastructure. They understand now. the infrastructure mm. there. And there is that assumption that um, young people, once they, they leave school, they disappear. Mm. But they don't disappear. They just maybe they don't go around the same venues that we would be in. So, yeah. But they have access now to so many streaming services mm. and so much content. Mm. A lot of the times we find that young people are there, they're fully engaged. It's just that it's difficult to see them hmm. because they're not coming in venue. But yeah. it's trying to go back and remind them in some cases that actually the cinema is always the best place to see a film. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Even if you've yeah. seen it you know, 10 or 15 times on DVD, mm -hmm. there's no, um, if it's been reissued, there's no alternative to go and actually see it on the big screen. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the, yeah, it is not the only way to see a film, but it's definitely it's the, the best, best way, way to yeah. see a film. Absolutely, yeah. So, Sean, tell us about your Cinema Day event. Yes, our Cinema Day event is at the second of our Cinema Day event and it's went on sale at nine o'clock in the morning. I think we were sold out by lunchtime, so Ooh, we're delighted yay. with the response. We'll be showing Paddington 2 in the Crumlin Road Jail, so Brilliant. which is a great opportunity because the theme being home, we thought, well, Paddington gets taken. He's, obviously, he's left home in Peru and he finds a new home in the prison. Indeed, and we yeah. take, um, and for the prison itself would have been home for prisoners for quite a long time. So we're mm -hmm. trying to give young people and uh, some people who live in the community the opportunity to go in experience a film but also experience that setting mm -hmm. and hopefully give them a memorable experience but we're delighted with the response we've had to cinema day mm -hmm. and long may continue Indeed, so, yeah. and good luck with all of the other venues that you have running up I know the programmes the programmes wonderful they don't all have marmalade sandwiches on offer no. though no well we do have marmalade sandwiches so. yeah I think that we should make a stipulation next year definitely <laughs> that some, some kind of sandwich or raspberry jam or uh, that sort of thing well we'll be working uh, with Interfilm for the next four years anyway yep. so um, you'll be back with us again absolutely uh, yes uh, and we'll talk about more initiatives in the future but yes. thanks for today no problem and if anyone needs any information about Interfilm just pop along to our website at intofilm.org and you'll find all of the information there Thank you to Sean from Interfilm. Uh, Sarah, what do we want to talk about now? The, what, what can we talk about? What, What's, we talk about? what is the only thing we can talk about? Well, we can talk about lots of things. Mm -hmm. um, but the first thing I'm going to talk about is Cinema Day, Yay. which we talked about loads on the last podcast. But there was a couple of things that, um, that we just didn't get time to mention because mm -hmm. there's so many events taking place, 29 on the day. Mm -hmm. um, An avalanche of events. <laughs> just too, nearly too many. Yeah. Um, 
So we have Feature, which is a new film club, mm-hmm. um, which will be screening 400 Blows at Cafe 31, which is in North Street in That's Belfast. right, yeah, funky little cafe, yeah. Yep, and um, also wanted to mention Portrush Film Theatre here mm-hmm. screening Cupcake, which is a local film um, in the in the Portrush Film Theatre. Indeed, yep. And uh, there will be a cupcake competition, mm-hmm. and the producer and production designer will be there as well for Q&A, so that's like oh, a nice great. little event on Cinema Day up the North Coast. Um, so uh, we also have some sold out screenings. So if you were down to get your hands on tickets to the Carnegie Old Park Library, the Mickey Bone May and Up screenings have sold out, mm-hmm. as have uh, the Land Before Time screening at the oh, museum. People love that film. Uh, people do love that film. Never seen it. Um, I have. Is it any it's good? very good. All right, well, there you go. all those people will really enjoy it. Okay. And obviously the Paddington screening has sold out. Indeed, as Sean was as telling us. So that is Cinema Day. Mm-hmm. All the information is on our website. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um But I suppose uh, we want to mention some other things that aren't Cinema Day. So apart from Cinema Day, uh, what other screenings are coming up over Northern Ireland in the next couple of months? In the next couple of months, a um, very exciting event hosted by the Nerve Centre in Derry. The Brilliant um, Nerve Centre. The Brilliant Nerve Centre. Um, close friends of the Film Hub Nerve Centre. <laughs> <Indeed. Okay. laughs> um, they are having some special anniversary screenings of 2001 A Space Odyssey. And they will have uh, a Q&A with the lead actor, Keir Dullia. Is that how I you think that's how you pronounce that how it. How you yes. pronounce his name? Dullia. Dullia. Hmm. Well, Care will be there anyway <laughs> for the for the Q and A, um, both in the Odyssey Cinema in Belfast on the twenty sixth of September and in the Brunswick and Derry on the twenty seventh of September. Fantastic! So I think they they if they're not sold out, they're probably very close to selling out. And that's part of the um, Film Audience Network uh, national campaign, Uprising sixty eight. It is yes, <laughs> Don't nod at me. It is. It is. Uh huh. Um. So that is very good for them. So the uh, Second Chance Cinema at the Black Box mm-hmm. also are have a whole series of films. Um, Troubled Films from the Archive, which is a season of films made in Northern Ireland during the yeah. Troubles. I went to one of those, uh, which was the... They showed two films. One was about Henry Dagg, was a BBC... Um, half-hour documentary about Henry Dagg. For older listeners, uh, Henry Dagg was a guy who used to play the saw in the centre of town, but also had this really rich uh, career as a radio producer for the BBC. Um, he, if, if you remember the, the old food and drink programme from the 1980s, he did the, the theme tune to that with, and it was all electronic and bottles and rela- relays and repeats and loops and things like that. So he's quite far ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to Second Chance Cinema, he now makes musical instruments for Bjork. So there you go. It's quite the story. I don't know how you do that, how a careers (laughs) teacher would handle that kind of career path, but there you go. Um, Speak to Sean about that one. But yeah, and and so the the films were very interesting, kind of, they're about the troubles, but they're about, or about the period of the troubles, but they're also about sort of social life, about cultural life at the time and things like that, which is very interesting and and as kind of backdrop to an understanding of that time that we don't normally get through kind of straightforward troubles documentaries. So that, that's going on for the next couple of months. It's mm-hmm. worth, out, worth checking out uh, some of those. Um, Banterflix, who Indeed. are screening Amityville as part of Cinema Day, have a few other uh, films come up as part of their Dark Hedges yeah, film yeah. club mm-hmm. uh, in the Beanbag Cinema. They have A Scanner Darkly on the 31st of August. That's the, the Richard, Richard Linklater. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, then Dog Soldiers Audition, which is just a horrific film yeah that'll be fun um, yeah, so enjoy that one um, and The Craft in October it's a very good film it's just a bit gruesome it is very yeah, no, very gruesome terrifying yeah, um, and they're all at the Beanbag Cinema so that mm-hmm. uh, that's good choices there um, going a bit further afield uh, Fermanagh Film Club 
our good friends down there um, have released their program for all mm-hmm. of 2018. Um, Any choice cuts? Yeah, the, yeah. There's a couple of interesting things. Um, they're kicking off with the Divine Order, mm-hmm. which is about suffragettes in Switzerland in oh, 1970, yeah, right, marching okay. for the vote because yeah. women didn't get the vote there to 1971. That's and right, that looks yeah. like a really interesting film. I haven't seen it, but it looks mm-hmm. really good. And then they're screening a film that you and I both loved last year, mm-hmm. Michael Inside. Indeed, a fantastic film. Um, that was really worth checking out. Drive to Fermanagh to watch it or get a bus yeah. or, or hitch or whatever you can do. You can go <laughs> just, there. Just get there and go and see yeah, Michael absolutely. Inside. Um, and they screen in Fermanagh House in Enniskill and Dublin. So that, that's great. Um, some festival dates for the diary. Festival dates are now coming in and being announced. So uh, Cinemagic, mm-hmm. um, the... Film Festival for Young People. Uh, I've got their dates for the 5th to the 20th of August. Right. And uh, we will October. have... October. October. Yes, not August. October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we will have Chris Shaw, who's the programmer there, will be yep. coming in to talk to us about the programme um, in a couple of weeks, which would be great. For the Film Festival in Derry, which we've, which are at the Nerve Centre, yep. mm-hmm. and around there, um, on the 16th to 25th of November. And uh, we'll we'll get to chatting to Karen Frail about that as mm-hmm. well, um, and hear what's happening up there. And I think that I mean, that's that's probably that's probably as up to date, really, I isn't think it? That's an, uh, plenty of dates for your diary. Get in, support local film. Well, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks because there's been the two film festivals. Uh, there's the Respect Human Rights Film Festival, and then there's been the Pull Focus Festival, a documentary run by um, uh, Belfast Film Festival, and they're both very successful, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, anecdotally, the numbers seem very, very good for it, which leads you to suspect that there's a very good um, audience for uh, watching documentaries in the cinema, um, you know, beyond Netflix. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops uh, and we'll hopefully get a festival back in at some stage to, to talk about that. And maybe Sean Murray, who's run the Respect Human Rights Festival, to talk a bit about what they've done there and their plans for the future. So after all that activity, uh, coming up next, 27th of August, is Cinema Day. So gird your loins, put your best hat on. On our next podcast, we'll have Joan Parsons from QFT, who will be coming in to talk us about her exciting plans and the QFT's exciting development for their 50th anniversary celebration. So we'll uh, see you then, or you'll hear us then. Mm-hmm.